Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. My guest today is comedian Isaiah Kelly. He was just seen on Netflix as a joke, verified stand-ups. This guy's been doing comedy for over 25 years, and he's only 32 years old. It shows how much he's been in the game. We talk uh, comedy on ships, uh, difference between urban rooms and uh, mainstream rooms. We just talk comedy. We get off into it. You're going to love it. You're going to love Isaiah Kelly. He is definitely on the rise. Look out for his name, Isaiah Kelly. Enjoy the episode. I'm so excited for this. Yeah! I love when comics come on, man. I really do. I mean, I love my racers, but man, comedy, you know. And this guy right here, well, hell, I'll let him tell the story. Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini. And you know, I'm getting this guy right now, this comic right now, and I I believe he, you're about to blow up, bro. I just feel it right now. I mean, I, I mean I'm not even kissing your ass right now. I just feel right now uh, you're about to blow up because you just did uh, Netflix, had a Netflix uh, comedy right. special, and you were on the cover. Now, and there Man. were some big dudes, I mean, some big people on there, and you were on the cover. I said, I better get this dude right now. So, yeah. Isaiah Kelly, what's good, brother? What's good, BT? Good to see you man, again, great man. Great to see you, man. Tell me, it's how you feeling you, now, man. bro? How you feeling? Are you feeling yourself? Nah, I ain't feeling myself. I feel, you know what? I feel like um, I've been doing comedy so long, and I started as a kid, so I always learned not to get too high. Perfect, yep. Because this, this shit will humble you. <laughs> this shit will bring you back down to earth. <laughs> yeah. And so I was... um. You know, Netflix is a goal that majority of the comedians want. So I was, you know, happy for what I did. But also, I was like, okay, what's next now? I got a taste of it. So what's next? Is it TV? Is it movies? Is it my own special? You know what I mean? So I didn't let it get to my head. And that was like the number one question I got from people was just like, yo, how you feel? You bougie? You feel Hollywood? And I'm like... Me? Yo, yo, I'm from the Bronx, man. We don't, we don't act, we don't act like that. We be chilling. So, um, grateful for the opportunity. Grateful for Netflix reaching out yeah. to me. Um, my last two years of my career have been probably the best so far. So, I'm looking to keep. I'm looking to keep. You've been in the game since you were what ten? I I, I saw nine, nine, ten years old. Yeah, I, this is my twenty second year. Damn, bro, and you're only thirty. 32. Holy <laughs> 32. Now, how'd that happen? How'd that happen? So, how I started comedy, this is the real story. Um, 2002, I think, or 2001, whatever the year was, the Harlem Shake came out. <laughs> and um, yeah, I remember, <laughs> my I remember dad, that shit, yeah. Remember the Harlem yeah, Shake, right? That cheesy shit, yeah. Um, my pops. Um, Gerald Kelly, who's a very... Gerald Kelly. That dude is... I never met him, but I've seen all his stuff. Right. I much respect to him, too. I mean, it's just one of those things we just never re met him personally, but, man, right. I always respected the shit out of him, man. Mean, mean Yeah, that. yeah. So he had this joke about how... Man, I remember back in the day, they had to do... They had dance with big dudes, and all Biggie did was sit in the corner and, you know, two-step a little bit. He said, now nah, these dances getting out of control. They got the Harlem Shake. And he was like, I don't know how to do that shit. And um, he like, if I know somebody who can, I'll come on stage, 19 years old, and uh, did the dance. And I was like, cut it, cut it, and, did, and did, did two jokes. And that was it. 
and that was that was my time. So I was doing that for a little minute. Uh, so that's how I started out. And I guess my pops was like, okay, I said, this dude, my, he ain't stage fright. He just coming out here doing it. So I guess, you know, he just kept me in it. Okay, when you first went out there to do it, did he ask, when he asked you, hey, son, do you want to do this with me? And, and did he, and like, there we go, hey, you're going to do this. I got a joke, and you're going to be in it. He was just like, you want to try something? Like, let's try something. And I was just like, all right. He, was, he threw me a microphone. <laughs> In the living room, he was just like, "Yo, do these jokes." I was like, "I did them." So I I don't know what he saw in me at that age to keep me like, "I'm gonna keep this kid in it." But it was different. Plus, you know, no, it was no father and son, you know. So he was trying to create, you know, something new. So I didn't even know to the like the magnitude of what I was doing. I didn't even I didn't understand it. I didn't know I'm. I'm out in comedy streets and I'm, a, I'm around all these dope comedians at the time, like, you know, Mike Epps and Patrice O'Neill, Chris Tucker. Like it was, she was wild when I was a kid, when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. So he just kept me in it, man. And I did the Apollo. I think I did the Apollo like a few weeks into me doing comedy. No, at, at, at yeah. nine or 10, you did the Apollo. I did the Apollo at 10. Yeah, because I, I had just turned 10. Because we filmed in October 2021 or 2022, I think. So my birthday in September. So I had just turned 10, you know, recently, like a few weeks. So. You did Apollo in fifth grade. Fifth grade. Holy yep. shit. So you did Apollo and Netflix. Apollo. 25 years <laughs> apart. <laughs> yeah. Holy. Yep. Now, now, were you scared to do Apollo? Were you scared to get booed and same man come out? Nah, because I knew they didn't boo kids. So I, I already knew that. But I, I heard about booing. But once they said kids are off limits, I thought, all right, I'm okay, I'm cool. So um, I didn't really, I, I'll tell you when I got scared. I got scared when I got the big applause. Like, because I've only been doing bars and lounges. So I never did a crowd this big. So when I did my last joke, they they went crazy and I got scared. Like I step back. If you watch the video, like I'll step back a little bit and I look at I'm looking at my pops in the in the he's in the, the balcony. Yeah. And he going like, oh, he, he do it like this. Crazy. So I wish, you know, looking back on it, I wish I could have uh, indulged in that moment more. Yeah. But like I said, I was tense. I didn't even understand what the fuck I was doing for real. Dude. I just knew Pop said, do these jokes and I'll go on stage and do it. Who, who wrote the jokes? Who wrote the jokes? Oh, when I was a kid, Pop, my dad wrote it. Okay. And you just. Yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even understand how to write a joke. <laughs> he said, go do this. Yeah. And you memorized it and went out and did it. Remember, I mean, we practiced, practice. I'm talking about hours and hours of practice. Now, did, did you, and I'd did you want, go on stage and do did it. Did you want to? I mean, it sounds like, it almost sounds like you were forced into it. I was kind of forced into it. Um, I didn't really want to do comedy until I got a little older and understood it yeah, more. Right. And then I was like, oh, okay, this is fun. Plus I knew I was hanging out with pops. I knew if I did comedy, 
I wasn't going to school the next day because he wasn't waking up early to take me. We we'd be out like three, four in the morning. <laughs> and he and I'd be like, I want to go with that. My mom be like, all right. And I would not. We'd be sleep. We'd go play. So we go shoot some hoops. Like I was like, so if I knew if I, I knew if I did comedy, yeah. I wasn't going to school the next day. <laughs> That's, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good kind of child abuse. It's not even child abuse. But that's, that's the good kind. You know, if you're hanging out yeah. with dad, hey, I ain't going to school tomorrow. You act- I ain't going. I ain't going. So I was younger, so it didn't really matter if I missed the day. <laughs> how did you even sleep? How did you sne- How did he sneak you in the lounges? Knowing you were 10, ain't like you were, like, you were baby-faced finster. I mean, you, you were 10 years right. old. So what it was is if... Certain clubs, mm-hmm. they wouldn't let me in until it was time to go on stage. Yeah. So I, I, they had me sitting in the car until it was time for me to go up, go up, do my thing, leave. Um, if they sold food, it was cool. Yeah. Like a Caroline's on Broadway, yeah. it was cool because they sell food and stuff like that. But like a bar and lounge, yeah. I did like my first time ever getting on stage was at the uh, BBQs in the Bronx. And I was hosted by Capone. That was like one of the hottest nights in the city at the time. Like a Wednesday night in the Bronx and Capone hosted that. That was my first time like really getting on stage. Now I remember that like it was like it was yesterday. You know what I mean? And and the crowd was cool too. The crowd was cool. I mean, it was no kids at that time doing comedy. So that was something. New, like a novel. You know what I mean? I'll come in there, do my thing, and just leave. I only had like two jokes. It was two <laughs> minutes, three minutes. I wasn't even up there for long. And you never got stage fright. I never got stage fright. Nah, I never I, I never had stage fright. Like, I don't I don't know. I don't know what it was. I think because I was so clueless as a kid, yeah. I didn't even understand what stage fright probably was. Yeah. And then I mean, as I got older, I was doing this so long, the shit just became regular. When when okay when did you first have your like a, your uh, a set that bombed? Bomb? Yeah, where you went? Oh oh. I didn't really bomb until I got older, like probably like eighteen, nineteen. Where was it at? Um, in the Bronx. This was in the Bronx, and my pops was hosting this spot, and they just wasn't fucking with me that <laughs> night, and it was like. It was crazy because I think that was like one of my first ones. But this, I, 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 I rewind back years ago to when I was like 13 and I did the spot hosted by Capone. Also, this was in like Manhattan, Queens or Manhattan or something like that. I can't remember, but I did this joke at my opener and some, some lady, I mean, some dude just yelled, boo. I didn't even get to the punchline yet. I just, I had to joke about how I was tired of parents. I was like, I'm tired of the parents. Boo. <laughs> it fucked my whole show up. Because I was like, oh, You weren't yeah. used to that. You weren't used to that. I wasn't used to that. I was 13. I, I was outside crying and shit. <laughs> I was, so I asked my pops. So I was like, oh, is there, is, there another, is there another spot I could do before we go home? I'm 13. I'm like, can I go do another club? Nice. And I think, and, and he was like, damn. He was more proud of that out of anything. He was like, damn, you asking to go up again? Because I was like, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't go home because I'm competitive. Yeah, I've always been competitive. It's like when I play video games, I can't go to sleep on a loss. I got to win until I go to, to go to sleep. I'm not going to sleep on a loss. 
but that shit will fuck with me. <laughs> so that shit always stuck with me. You know what yeah. I mean? It always stuck with me. So I was like, yo, can I go get another spot? But it was no more spots that night. But you know, I ended up getting back on stage. But man, I'm not gonna lie, man. My last time I, I ever bombed for real, for real, I was I'll never forget. Probably about 10, 11 years ago, I did this club called the J Spot in LA. Okay. That was J. Anthony Brown. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Spot. Yeah. Yeah, that was his club. And um I never I never re- sometimes I blame the audience or sometimes I blame me. This one was more of a 50-50. Um so I go there and it's Memphis Will birthday. And then you got Reggie Carroll. Now you got Memphis Will and Reggie Carroll. I don't know if you know them no. dudes, but these two of the hoodest motherfuckers around. So well, just the name it's Memphis they, Will. It's their birthday. It's at the J Spot. 22 um comedians. I'm last. <sighs> Need you say more? I'm dead last. So this is why I'm like, all right, I'm not really tripping. It'll set through a bunch of comedians. So I'm going last. And you got agents there. I remember this agent, Tamara Goins. She was there. Ida Rodriguez. Um, what's the dude from uh, Jackie Long from ATL? He, did, he was in a movie, ATL. There's some celebrities in there. And I'm up there. And, you know... They not really laughing. They giving me like a high little bullshit laugh. And it's like six older ladies in the front talking, like older one, like 70s probably. And it's one of their birthdays. And I didn't know it was one of their birthdays at the time, but they talking loud. Yeah. They talking so loud. And the Bronx came out of me. And I was like, what you old ass ladies <laughs> up here talking? You old ass golden girls? I thought it was funny. Man, when I tell you, the crowd went <gasps> like it was their aunties I was talking about. Man, I mean, they didn't laugh at shit else <laughs> the rest of the show. And I looked at Tamara and she she was just gave me this look like, <laughs> like and I was like, ah, that's my time, man. I'm out. And that shit. And I had my, I had some homies there and everything, and I was just like, damn. So I'm like, the the word, the word got around so fast in LA. Yeah. It was comedians and people that wasn't even there. That was like, nigga, what happened at <laughs> the J spot? And I'm like, damn, this is what people do. So I felt like people was waiting for me to fail, to to have a bad moment. Yeah. Cause it was already hating that I was a kid and I'm closing the show and I'm, I'm headlining my own nights around this time. So people couldn't wait to say, yo, Isaiah had a bad set. So from that day forward, <clears throat> and I was smelling myself around that time. I was killing stage. I thought shit was sweet. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how were you? How were you? How were you? I was like 21. Oh, yeah, you're supposed to feel yourself. Man, come on now. Yeah. When you're in your 20s, I mean, in, in, in everything, entertainment, sports, they get on these kids. Man, they're 21, 22 millionaires. Of course, you're going to feel yourself. Yeah. You're supposed to have a little confidence to yourself, right. you know? Right. So it, it humbled me, and I was just like, yo, that people would never, as long as I'm in control of it, people would never see me have, that, have a bad set. Now, I know nobody's past bombing because you never know. Any given night, you know what yes. I mean. What what is gonna happen? So I was just like, 
I'll never take it for granted again. I'll go into every show yeah. thinking that I could bomb. I don't even, I don't get too confident. Everyone, you get too confident, should have bring you right back down. So I noticed they even kill with this shit. Though. It's almost, it, you know what it is? It's verbal boxing. Because in boxing, you know, right. you and you, you know, you get a little too cocky. You left that, you let that guard down, and pow, you, you know, right. somebody in the audience might say something like you said. <laughs> With the Golden Girls or whatever, that one line, people go, "Oh, you're mean," and they will you're they mean. will turn on you, man, and you can't They'll turn you can't on get you. them so, back. But I, I seen them turn on me, then I see comedians turn on me. The fact that the word got out so fast and y'all wasn't even there, and I was like, "Damn, what the hell happened?" And I was like, mm, "Okay, this is what this is what it is. Yeah. Like, this is how people people waiting for on your downfall because y'all never call." When I killed, yeah, I never. Nobody ever came up to me was like, "Man, I heard you killed at such and such." And now they do. I get it now because it's like now y'all y'all respect me now. But back then it was it wasn't that. So I was real. I pay attention to everything. You know what I mean. So it, it stuck with me. What comic hurt your feelings the most that when they turned on you or or they said something behind your back that you knew it was true? Like you thought, oh, that's my dude, or that's my girl, or whatever, and you find out they said something, and you go, ah, oh, and it hurts you, you know? Because I know, I know the business that, and whatever, but that they lied on me, yeah, lied on, or they said some shit behind your back, and you thought, ah, oh, I thought we was cool. Um, I don't know if this lady was joking, and I, I can't picture him doing it, but you just never know. This lady was just like. She seen me at a show and she was just like, yeah, I was just with Bill Bellamy. Bill Bellamy said, you on drugs, you quit comedy, you you on, you got kids. And I'm like, I'm thinking she's joking. I'm like, what? You playing? She was like, no, nah, she was serious. And I was just like, I don't believe that shit. Because Bill. Bill's a good dude. Bill's a good dude. I don't even sound like Bill. Yeah. So I don't even sound like Bill. And. Like even when I see him, last time I seen Bill was in Detroit recently, and I haven't seen him since I did his show Who's Got Jokes yeah. um, on TV One. I was like fifteen or some shit, but I and then I seen him fifteen, sixteen years later in Detroit at the show. They crying and shit, like he was happy, you know what I mean. Yeah. But he always showed love, even through DM or word of mouth so when she said that i was just like ah, i don't know i don't believe that but other than that I'm, I'm nothing really i mean i'm like the nephew of comedy i'm like everybody nephew so i don't i couldn't think of anything nobody could say like nobody ever really came to me and said such and such said this but i don't even i don't give people room to talk about me like that you know what i mean i try to stay low-key I don't hang out, yeah. do my shows. I bounce. Yep. You know what I mean. I don't. I ain't got no click. I don't act different. I don't like Hollywood. I show love and respect right. to everybody. So I give you. I don't even give you that room to say you know some negative about. Me. You know what? It's just even if you do do that, they'll still find like like you said, like that woman. Uh, you know who knows what she was on? Maybe she was thinking about somebody else. But you know, right. even that way, you go, okay, you know, whatever. I'm I'm doing the best I can. I know me, and I know right. Bill, so she's on something else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah. was, now was your dad? You're always your comedy hero. Um, my my comedy hero was always Chappelle. Really? Even over your dad? Always. Even over your dad? Over my pops. Damn. Like, Does he know that? 
Yeah, yeah, you know that. Because my pops, he he wanted me to be like a, a style of Chris Rock. So he used to try to get me to pace back and forth that, that, on stage. That ain't you. That ain't you. And it wasn't yeah. me. It wasn't me. But I watched Chappelle, and I was like, I want that style. Yeah, yeah. Of how, and when I say style, I mean posture on stage, chilling, foot on the mic stand. I ain't moving. I ain't moving too much. You know what I mean? I want the jokes to speak for themselves. So that was never me. So when I watched that, and I was like, oh, that's, and I always caught on to his jokes. Like, when I was young, man, that's funny. Now, my pops, the aspect of him, he's more of the the person that I learned from. Yeah. And <clears throat> like I learned good and bad, like relationships, um, you know, how to talk to people, how to act, you know, how to be kind to your peers and stuff like that, and how to really command the stage for real. Oh, he- like, Stage presence was something that I always wanted. Yeah. Like when I was coming up, because I used to watch comedy and I used to be like, man, a comedian would go on stage and people in the crowd would be talking. A lot of people would be talking. And then you got a few of those comedians, when they go up, everybody paying attention. Yeah. Everybody quiet. So I used to watch Capone. Like Capone was really the only one in New York that I seen. Yeah when nobody said shit, like they was focused. And I was like, mm, okay, I want the stage presence like Capone. I want the the joke telling delivery like my pops. And if I could get a little bit of fearlessness, like talent or Rob Stapleton, I got the, the, the perfect mixture. So Capone is like where I learned my stage presence from how to deliver, tell a joke from my pops and the natural style like Dave, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, man. Yeah, it's like motherfucking Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Now, when you, how'd you learn the, the craft your joke, like the, the writing, get it to where it is now? Let me tell you something. If I, I'm, I'm going over, over the place, that's why I'm a Gemini. Mm-hmm. But man, yeah. that damn last joke you did on that Netflix motherfucker bro <laughs> motherfucker that that last joke is so yeah. damn good that's like oh and i mean and they had um what's his name was patel who's a funny guy and all respect to him but man you stole the show and that last joke was just a seep that was like the bam the knockout punch bro yeah that was yeah and, and you know what i'm trying to <clears throat> i'm trying to get more jokes like that like not as far as the topic, but just in general. Yes. And that showed me like, oh, I got potential. I that that showed me that I might even I ain't even reached my potential with comedy. I know you like, haven't. I know you like, haven't. I haven't even I don't even think I touched it yet. I'm just now figuring, like, I'm figuring it out right now. Like I'm becoming my I'm becoming a man, you know what I mean? Growing up. So my comedy had to change so much in my life from a kid to a teenager, to a young adult, to now a grown man. So shit had to change so many different phases. And that itself is is challenging. You know what I mean? So now I'm able to talk about my truth. 
You know, like that that was that was that was true dude that was, and that's why i think yes. it's so funny because it's some real shit and i was on instagram live now this happened to me years ago like 2015 2016 yeah. that situation <laughs> and i was on live and i was just talking about it and it was like you don't do that on stage and i was like nah i was just talking and it was like you gotta do that so i was just like all right and when I tell you, I, I, the first time I ever did it, I was in, at the Portland um, Helium. Yeah. And it, it killed. Like, and for, the, and for people that's not into comedy, when you do a new joke that kills off rip, your confidence goes so yes. crazy with that joke. It, it, you almost feel the, uh, it's like, you know, like you get goosebumps almost, you know? Yes. You almost feel invincible. Yes. So when I did it, and I'm talking about it killed like a joke I've been doing for 20 years. And I said, oh, I got one. I got one. And when I broke Lavelle, when Lavelle was like, man, man that big pig joke is crazy. And Dude. I was just like, yes, mm, I got it. So now I got to try to figure out how can, how can I do more stuff like that? Because it's like I want to do more of I didn't see that coming type of comedy yes. and the style I already got with, oh, I've probably seen that coming, but it's funny or it's relatable to everybody. Now, do you do your best like by yourself writing or or like you said, do Instagram live or, do, or talking to people and they go, you should do that. You go, oh, okay. I mean, is, is that where your best stuff comes from? My, I think my best stuff really comes from when I'm mentally like at peace, when I'm not worried about the next thing like you know life yeah regular life shit hell yeah but when i'm just like in a good space shit just flows yeah man. and i start thinking like bam bam oh okay bam bam it, it's it's crazy like it happens a lot and i just go on my notes and I, I got so many jokes in my notes that i haven't even done yet really and i haven't even tried yeah i haven't even tried it because i'm like I'm on the road so much. Like if I'm with Lavelle, it's like, all right, I'm traveling with Lavelle. So let me, let me do my best shit. Yeah. Because this ain't my show and I got to warm it up for him. Yeah. So let me do the shit that I know is going to work. Let me not come out here and play. I throw in stuff when I'm on the road with me. Now I got to, I want to get to the point where I'll just do a whole set. And, but I, I'm like, oh, I don't want people to, leave like ah it was all right yeah you know what i mean i still want to get people a show right with the shit that i know that works so i'll throw it in here and there and that's why like new york is like the perfect place for that to get up at rooms and just try shit new york and boston man and the east coast comics and particularly new york and boston have the best comics i mean i i, I really think you can't mess with them and if, nah. you, if he put you on stage and you don't tell me where you're from, I can go, he's from New York or he's from the East right. Coast. I mean, <laughs> right. you know, you you just right. you just know a New York Boston comic, man, because that shit is right. it's gully, bro. And you feel yeah. that shit. Yeah. And it's it's the writing. Yep. It's everything. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And what do you think makes you guys so good? Um, Man, the city living in the city. The concrete jungle being on, you know, being on top of each other and, you know, being around 
so many good comedians. Like you'll do a show and everybody's a killer. So it bring out it brings out that competitiveness in you, like, oh, I'm gonna I gotta kill too. Yeah. So and then you we do so many, you know, messed up rooms and Brooklyn with the Jamaicans, the Haitians, and you go to the Bronx, you got the Dominicans, black people, Puerto Ricans, Jamaicans, and you you doing so many of those clubs where it's just like you gotta fight to get a laugh. Right, right. And then and then that just sticks with you no matter where you go. You do that shit for so long. When you go on the road, you stand out. Like I did a show. I forgot where I was at. And he was like, yeah, man, they rowdy here. And I'm like, really? This is rowdy to y'all? Like, you serious, bro? I didn't have to do a show. Uh, Freddie Ricks got this spot called Footprints, Brooklyn. And I had to do this show, Game 6, NBA Finals, Heat and Spurs. And we're like, we're about to start the show. Ray Allen hit the game, tying three to go into overtime. And it was like, all right, they turned the TV off and them Jamaicans lost it. Blood clot, put the fucking game, fucking game. Clot. And it was like, all right, now we don't get on stage to 1.30, 2 in the morning. I live in the Bronx. So I'm not getting home to four, maybe five. You know what I mean? So you got to go through stuff like that. And then when they, then, then they don't even want to listen. Yeah, man. Comedy. Yeah. They just, they just here for the roster pasta, the drinks, to, to look at some women and go home. So you got to go through that in a lot of those rooms, man. So that's what makes us strong. We could just go anywhere and just shine. Well, with your laid back style, how do you catch people? Because I mean, your style—it's nice, it's laid back, but I can't see you don't like you said you don't get too up, and you know, you know, you don't. Yeah. Hey, I can't see you yelling. So, how do you grab them with your style? You know what my pops told me, and, and he, he, I watched Richard Pryor, and he was like, "Yo, you see Richard, like Richard moved, but he was like his punchline is high. So if you gonna if you gonna have low, you know, energy." You gotta make sure that punchline is strong. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, okay. So no matter what I say, or, or no matter my posture or my energy, I know that the jokes gotta be so good that they can laugh. Right. And then the, the the crowd will pick up on your style. Yes. They'll be like, oh, he one of those comedians. He ain't about to be all over the place, but he got jokes. So I'm he I'm able to grasp the crowd just having material. And they like, oh, okay, that's funny. Oh, okay, this is his style. He could talk about anything with this same energy, but it's going to be funny. Yeah, okay. Now, do you, do you feel now that you're in your zone now? I mean, do you feel like like everything's hitting like the way you want now? Like it's it's like the ball is rolling. Like you've been in the business like a while, 20-something years, but do you right. feel now that Netflix is out and everything that you just feel like, I know you got the, you're doing the festival in June, isn't it? The Netflix? In May. Yeah, yeah, yeah in May, yeah, yeah. Netflix festival, yeah. So, I mean, things, I mean, you got to feel like this is your time. I mean, I feel like this is your time, which is weird to say, but when I saw that, Special on that last joke, and then I saw that you got the, the you know in May the Netflix uh, Netflix mm -hmm. joke, and I and then you just did State Street, and they left you that note. I just feel now, man, is I think you're in that you're you're just you're ready, you're ready now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely ready now. Like when I felt like I was ready years ago, I wasn't, but now I feel like I'm in my bag a little bit, and they starting to really see 
that that I'm funny. And like even when I go to these when I when I do these clubs, like I just did the State Street, like you said, and they telling me, yo, we had a we had some of the best comedians here. This is by far the best weekend we've ever had. Like you're the funniest guy we've ever seen here. This was the best show we've ever been a part of. And I'm like, damn, like I'm doing something. I'm doing something right. I got to. I got to be doing something, something right. So I, I know that I always stand out when I'm on the show. And I'm, no matter, you know, who I'm with, no matter the show, they like, man, man, you just different. Like you just, you, you, you was just like one of our favorites. You know what I mean? So I'm starting to get that a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, that's really what it boils down to. Now, wait, okay, now. I know you do all kinds of different rooms, but have you noticed a difference or or like between like say all, you know, all urban room, whatever, black room, whatever. And then you go say to the Midwest, like you said, in Madison or, or wherever. Oh, in Midwest. Right. Oh, and, and, you know, the cruise ship, because that's where we met. Yeah. So do you, yeah. so do you, or at all, because I know sometimes I used to get a lot of flack. Hell, I still get a lot of flack from working uh, the mainstream or white room, so to speak, you know, right. from, from, from blackity black comics. Like, oh, you work the right. mainstream. Like, do you right, get right, that? Right. Or, do you, or did you notice the difference? Well, the, 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 to me, the crowds are the same. Besides the cruise we did, I think that was probably one of the worst cruises. <laughs> Long Beach is like, it's like one of those ones where it's just like, I don't want to do Long Beach. I mean, we were having good shows, but it was like, remember when people was coming up, like that lady came up to us crying because she um she didn't like certain jokes we did. You had a joke she didn't like. What was the joke I had? What was the joke I had she didn't like? What was you that? had a joke about um school shooting. Oh, that was, okay, that was a cruise where it was a, it was the country people, right? Yes. The country. And then, you know, she made me so goddamn mad because she was like, yeah. I can't believe you did that joke. And then she goes, and then she goes, I don't know if I told you. Then she goes, I don't even make fun of the queers or the whatever. And I go, oh, well, fuck you then. Right, I mean, right, it's right. And then yeah. I walked yeah. away from her. Yeah, I remember yeah. that shit. You remember yeah. that? And then it was, it just, she was like, I didn't really like your Trump joke. It was just like, and I was just like, I mean, the shows was, all, that was okay. But I was just like, oh, these different type of. These different type of white folks, they laid back. <laughs> they from, a lot of them was from Utah, Iowa, and shit like that. Bunch of Asians and shit. But I was just like, oh, okay. I know what, I know what crew not to do. Like, I live in LA, so it's, it's easy to get to Long Beach and come right back home. I ain't got to go through customs and get on a plane. I could just go home. But, so that's why I was just like, but, like, other, like, when I did out of, like Texas, um, mm -hmm. Galveston, mm -hmm, yeah. And white people, they different. They done. They they come to laugh. You know what I mean. They lined up after your shows, and and they was just like, "Yo, you was you was great." Galveston, New Orleans, Florida, like Florida, Miami. Miami's different, bro. Miami's, Miami's different. Miami's real different. Miami's different. <laughs> yes, you know it what is. I mean? so, yeah, man. Yes. Yeah. So it was, I started knowing those differences with cruise ships, but then I was just like, funny is funny. But by the difference between white rooms and like mostly urban rooms, you, you're able to build your material in the white rooms. I'm able to go down there because they, white people give you that leeway to be funny. 
Yeah, you know, they it, they can stick with the story. They can stick. They they like to see the progress of a joke. Yes. Urban rooms. What we started at is the first thing you say. Yeah, yeah. Got to be funny for me to listen to you your right. next ten to fifteen minutes. Yes. Does that first two three minutes is is dry? They start talking. They're gonna get on their phone yep. and stuff like that. So we don't have. A lot of the comedians don't have that opportunity. But when I, like my pops used to put me in both and show me both. But as I got older, I was doing more of the urban rooms. And then I finally, they started passing me, you know, in the mainstream night. And uh, it was just different. It was different. I was like, oh, I got the, I got time to build a joke here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and see what it's like. You know establish what I mean? Establish a jab. Establish a jab. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you got to establish and they let you, they let you do that. They're going to laugh anyway, probably, because they just happy. Their bills is paid. But <laughs> <from> everything <laughs> is good with them. <laughs> you know, black people come out, you know, niggas come out, bills, sun pass due. They owe some, some turned over. They're going to come out, but it, that's welling on their mind. Between mainstream rooms, they ain't got no fucking worries. They good. They school, they kids' tuition is paid. They bills is paid. Credit score up. They coming to last. They ain't got no worries. They just they sit back. They ain't got no worries at all. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm glad you said that because I think, you know, you're more, more urban than me like I and it's not like I I think in the beginning I avoided him a little because I I because it was like you said I like to maybe establish a joke you know establish a jab and then come in and I couldn't grab him at the urban room but I will say this when I don't know if you I don't I don't think you were doing comedy back then yeah I was in the 90s I don't think you were doing yeah, comedy. Yeah. but uh, when comedy zone had the um the they had urban rooms on the weekends and I and mm. would think and I would do Mainstreams during the week and Friday and Saturday they do uh, they these urban rooms in like Greensboro, North Carolina and Norfolk and Norfolk is you know it's like yeah. yeah yeah and I and I went in nervous but I tell you what man once I got that rhythm to me dude I was like okay I, I was nice with it once I got right. that rhythm to me and I got them on my side and I was feeling myself and then for some reason. Uh, they quit booking me. I went back to mainstream and then I got all white again and then you know and then right right then, right but now I don't I don't. I don't, I'm not nervous like I used to be. You know what I mean? Right. Like now it's like, I can get these guys. You know, it's not Right. Now you're at the point where you don't, you don't really give a fuck. You feel like, ah, all right. Like you, you, you feel like I could get y'all now. Yeah, exactly. I feel like no, I, no matter what, I'm going to get you, whether it's crowd work or I'd rather be material, but whatever, I'm going to get you. You know what I mean? Right. Just, right. And that's all that matters, really. Yeah, I mean, but it just just let me have my time, listen to me, and whatever. But you know, but sometimes those nights, man, if something happened and I see him walking, I go, oh well, uh, that, that, I lost one. You know right, what I mean? <laughs> but, right. But you but you gonna lose some. You gonna lose yeah, you some. gonna lose some. You gonna you know? lose some. For so sure. now, now, do you plan on like, do you want to act in it, or or is your stand up strictly your thing? Because some people, that's all they want to do, which is fine. Ain't nothing wrong right. with that. But they just, I mean, they just strictly stand up. But some people, like myself. Man, I I've always wanted to be an actor, also. So, right. what's your what's yeah, your? Yeah, I definitely want to. I definitely want to act. I told myself this year I'm gonna put more um, energy into it. That's what Tony Rock was telling me. He was like, "Yo, God damn, I love you got a, you got the comedy down pat now. Get that get that acting down pat. So, yeah, I definitely want to act, man. Commercials, movies, TV, something. 
That's, and, you know, that, that's where I'm at now. It's like, okay, now I want to land a role somewhere. Now I could, so I could start selling some, some more tickets and make yeah. some more money on the road. If people see you on TV, they're going to come out and see you. So I can see that easy, man. You could be the, the neighbor, the fun neighbor or the cool. Right. Guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I, I can easily see it. And, if, and honestly, if you say, I was looking at you right now, if you save all this and kept this, dude, you're Martin Luther King. <laughs> I'm not bullshitting, bro. If you if you say this, you could be a young Martin Luther King. Well, uh, like MLK in a comedy, MLK right. sitcom. You know, I mean, I don't know how many seasons it could go because you know, but still, <laughs> I think an MLK sitcom, dude. Right. I mean, seriously, if, if you shave this, I'm looking at you right now. If you shave this and and made that little thinner. Dude, you looking just like MLK, bro. Okay, I ain't bullshitting. As a sitcom, <laughs> think about it. No one thought about putting him as a sitcom, but you could do it, right? Nah, MLK as, as a comedy character, man. Dude, you should do that that's shit. Funny. Right, right there, ML MLK the comedian. What what we call it? What we call it? The, the dream series. Yeah, I like that. Okay, I like something. the dream series. <laughs> MLK the dream, something, man. We can get MLK like this. Nobody knew the comedy part of him. It's always seriousness and and speeches. It, but yeah. shit, man, you put that comedy spin they on. No, they didn't know MLK had holes. He had side chicks. He, yeah, and he was he, funny he was with him. out. He was wilding out night before when he wasn't <laughs> on the damn podiums. Can you see that man MLK just sitting in bed smoking a cigarette, some fine ass bitch next to him, man? That, that's you, bro. Yeah, that's, that's funny you. as hell. Put it on Netflix. Right. Oh shit, the Netflix series MLK has you've never seen him before. Right. You know what I mean? Dude, there we go. I, I, hey, I gave you the idea. Write it. I gave right. you that. I got you. <laughs> I got you. And what else, yeah, man? What else would you like? What else would you like to do? I mean, there's acting. How about directing? I mean, there's that's the, thing, the great thing about entertainment, man. There's so many different. I doors. say writing. I, I, don't, I haven't really got to directing yet, but definitely writing, producing. Like, I'm, I got such a great mind. Like when I watch people, yeah, like you know, and I'm able to like write, um, you know, a, you know, a joke for them or you know, help them with tags and stuff like that. Or like, even when I watch plays, I went to this Obama play in, uh, in LA uh, last month, I think it was, or the month before. But um, I'm watching the play and this dude come up to me after the play, he was just like, hey man, you didn't laugh at nothing tonight. And I was like, no, nah, I was laughing. He was like, you a comedian? I'm like, yeah, how you know? Cause he said, you had that look like I would have said this. And I'm like, damn, how tough is you looking at me? But then I was like, damn, you're right. And yeah. it was a lot of stuff that it was funny, but I'm like, mm, they would have did this. This is this would have blew the roof off. You know what I mean? And I could tell that the writer wasn't, he wasn't a comedian. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he was trying to find the funny. And they was just gonna laugh because it's a play. Everybody. They, that's what they do. You know, they have to play. They're going to laugh at what they think is supposed to be funny and uh, a punchline. But I was just like, if you, they would have said this. Even I told one of the ladies in the play, I'm like, yo, how you think of, how you think this sound? She was dying laughing. Like, you should tell our writer that. I'm like, nah, I don't want to intervene with the writer. But I was just like, when I was watching the play, I'm like, I could be a great writer. Yeah, man. I mean, that, but that's what we do, though. You know, you watch somebody right. and you go, oh, why didn't they say that it was right there? Right. Right, you ever do, right there. You ever do it at the comics and they get mad? 
and think you ever had a comic get mad like hey i know what i'm doing or nah i, I kind of know who to tell like, i just i really just keep that between the homies like the, my yeah. homies in comedy we yeah. always give each other like yo you should have just said this so that way there's no ego or nothing out the way but like a random person yeah i'll be like nah because they might come across like that and they might not like no feedback because they might think they would the way they thought is the best way and the only way. It's the only way. So fuck it. That's on you to figure out. If you ever come up and say say it like this. You know, I I feel you on that because like it's like if I say, hey, you ever tried doing this and they have an attitude, I would get so fucking mad then. You know what I mean? Right. Like because I'm trying to be nice and if they came up back with an attitude, I'd be like, you know, well, fuck it then. Right. And then you know, then there's <laughs> there's a little tension there. So, so, <laughs> right. so it's like right. yeah, so I don't I, even do it unless unless we cool for real. Yeah. Now who's the guys who's the guys you look up to now that you consider on a different level that you want to get to that level? Like I always ask people their top five in the now. Their top five in the now. And who would you right now that they're on a level you go fuck? So, I mean, Dave for sure, right? Um, Bill Burr, um, and and uh, and Eddie uh, uh, Griffin Murphy. Well, I mean, they do that's doing comedy now. It's doing stand up, but but what I up. what I mean, like he didn't. He done did so much, he don't even need to do it no more. So I'm looking at that aspect, like getting to that point one day where it's like, I don't have to go do eight shows this weekend. I done did so much in my career. I'm able to do a movie here and there when I want to. I don't think people realize how great Think about that. He's only he only did like two hour specials, right? And and his, I mean, it, it, it's like he came on at the right time. Mm -hmm. and, and think about it, it was HBO was a, pretty much the only game in town. Right. And he had Showtime, but not really. And he came in, and, and he was ready and he was focused. It was everything. It was a perfect storm. Perfect. He was focused. There was only so many, you know, it's only like there could only be one. Right. And and he had it all, man. He, he wasn't all. high on drugs. He was focused and man, he man, he went think about it, his presence is still felt to this day. Cause you said Eddie Murphy, when you could have mentioned so many other comic comics that are right. still in the game, and you mentioned Eddie, that shows his fucking presence. Man, his presence is crazy. Like I still watch his movies and I'd be like, damn, like to be a comedian and never in being able to play so many different roles, I'm like. That dude is like, he's the GOAT for me as far as like everything. My comedy GOAT stand up is Dave Chappelle, but like the upper echelons is Eddie, like over everybody. It, Eddie, Eddie is so damn tough. You know who on, on, a, on a smaller scale is Jamie Foxx? I mean, as far as talent goes, Jamie Foxx is right up there. Not, That's even, what I'm saying. not even a smaller scale. He right, he right there. He, he does. Every, right I don't think he. Thing. I don't think he's he's directed yet. Has he? Has he directed? I'm not yet? sure. I'm not sure. But I know he was doing stand up. He's singing and acting is crazy. Yeah. So Jamie is right there. And then when he did the SBs, he did tennis ball. Right, 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 right. Man, that yep. shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Eddie, man. Yeah. Eddie and Jamie. Eddie and Jamie. They, they, they up there. They, their talent is different. Fuck, man. That's why I love the game, man. Right. You know, like you say, you're 25 years in and you still, like I said, 
you're at you're at that at at, at precipice. That's why, like, I want I want to talk to you now before it's like I had to talk to somebody to talk to somebody, <laughs> and then they get the word to you. You right. know what I mean? Right. That's why I was like, I'm gonna get this dude now yeah. before you know he act like, he act like he don't know. Nah, nah, never that, <laughs> never that. I'm still trying before to get back on. I'm still trying to get out there with you, man. Damn ships. I'm, Shit. I'm gonna get Shit. out there again one day. Okay, so uh, for yeah, before I leave, oh, because oh, people always talk about ship comics and this and that. Have you heard the 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 you know the the, the negative about uh, ship comics and did it affect you wanting to work on a cruise ship? So the the biggest the negative thing I heard on, about cruises were um it was a few things, man. They was just saying you're gonna get stuck on cruises. You're never gonna do clubs no more. Um, the it's boring. The crowds, the crowds are not good. The crowds is whack for real. Just go get your money though, cause they pay good. So number one was wrong, cause I was doing cruise ships and still in the clubs. And then number you know the the next thing the crowds weren't boring. Um, fun crowds, great crowds. Um, and then when they like you. They're going to come see you. And then yeah. your next show is going to be so packed, some people can't get in because the word done got around, you know, the ship. So, um, yeah, that was really the negative thing. I mean, you 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 have your days where it's boring because I'm a PlayStation guy. So <laughs> if they had it set up to where I could play online on the <laughs> ship, I'll be on cruises. Every month, <laughs> I can't wait. You hear me? See, you a movie guy. You got your movies, and you watch yeah. your movies. How you watch them? You set up, and you good. And you was telling me that when we was on. You was like, man, this is how I watch. I watch all these movies. You showing me, and I'm like, damn. I'm oh, that's right. I was, wasn't I? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I wasn't. Um, I'm not a big movie guy. I watch movies, but it's like it ain't my thing like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the PlayStation is my thing, and what's your game? What's your game? What's Madden two K, and um, Call of Duty. So if I'm able to play that, like you know, and sometimes it's really fellowship with the homies because we be in the group. They got group chats, and we be on the headset. We just be talking, playing, and then the days go by so fast. So, you know, on the ships, I got four channels in there: ESPN, the boat channel, the news. And fucking Boats. and cricket, <laughs> they playing cricket <laughs> on the goddamn TV. So people don't for people people ain't they don't know about the cruise ship. It, uh, you get the the you get your crew cabin, and they have a weird ESPN like, and they'll just switch when the hell they want yeah, to. Yeah, it's like ESPN. <laughs> you watch the basketball game, and yeah, ESPN Caribbean, and they're they playing yeah. cricket, and they playing like, cricket. What the fuck is this? And you know, I got in trouble, not in trouble, but. They talked to me my first cruise because I had a I had a I didn't know certain channels you get in your room they don't have in the sports bar. Yes, yeah. I didn't know that. So, yeah, me neither. Yeah, me neither. So you know, my first cruise I ever did was out of New Orleans. So LSU is playing Alabama. Oh. So that sports bar is crazy, but they don't yeah. have the channel. And I go to the dude, I said, I got this channel in my room. How y'all ain't got it up here? Boy looked at my name tag. I got a call <laughs> the next day. I mean, the, 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 
the the crews uh with commentator they wasn't really tripping they was just like oh just be careful sometimes they be tripping but I was like oh I didn't know that like yeah, yeah I didn't put that in the pamphlet in these thirty thousand pages y'all <laughs> sent me before I got on here <laughs> I didn't know that you know what I mean so yeah shit gets crazy uh, yeah, yeah it was crazy man so but yeah man yeah. but it's this um I wish I could talk to somebody with Carnival that a like allow that to happen. I really think they need some younger minds over there, over the whole thing, not even the comedy department, over well, everything. Now they got, but now they got a whole new staff now, and you should hit them up again, man. They got a whole new staff, bigger ships now, you know? Yeah, man, and I'll so, just, so well, they, I'll, if y'all could just do that for me, I'll come back. <laughs> hey, man. I'll come back, because I'll that motherfucker $3,000 hitting my account Every week, as soon as I get off that cruise, oh man, I was I was spending so much money because I knew uh-huh. I had a cruise coming next week. It, what, isn't that the greatest? I mean, it's not like that now, but wasn't it the greatest when you knew oh, you had that money coming? God. And you would, I mean, it wasn't like a club where they go, hey, guess what? You know, we got shut down or right. the IRS hit us up. You knew that money was I coming. I knew that so money man. was coming as soon oh. as I signed off. It was either in there that day. Or the next day, and it was there every time. And I was—that's oh. when we was doing back to backs. So I stay the ba- off the back to back and make the double the money. I stay on there a week, a week. Oh my god, man! And I was like, man, this money was so good. I see why they stay out here. It was so many comedians I was working with, and they was like, yeah, this dude been doing comedy. And the dudes, he been doing comedy thirty years. And I'm like, I ain't never. Heard his dude. He was like, "Yeah, I've been doing this shit since 19." I'm like, "Damn, nineteen <laughs> what? 2000? And what? Then I was like, you've been on here forever." Hey man, don't be saying that shit. I've been nineteen too, so don't don't start that shit, man. Make me feel all old as shit. Nineteen, that shit does that. <laughs> you ain't got <laughs> damn. I was born in '91. Hey, hey, you ain't got to be that way, man. I got feelings, man. <laughs> Shit. But I, I work with one dude. He has just such, I always think of him because he just has such a big of an ego on there. Who was it? Um, please tell damn, me. Damn, I can't remember that dude's name. Tell me. Please tell me. Come on. Where was he from? Where was he from? I don't even know where he was from. We didn't really interact. Black or white? Black dude. He's black dude. Uh-huh. Older, older? Yeah. Older? I mean, yeah. Carl Strong? Carl Strong? No, not Carl Strong. Vince Morris. I didn't work with him. Uh, see, I'm trying to think, think, think. Big ego, big ego, right? People. Jerome, with the, huh? Light skin or uh, light skin, skin or, or shit? Uh, out of where? Out of where? Long Beach. No, we left out of. I want to say Maryland. Ah, shit. with the New with New York, New York dude. Nah, I forgot where dude was from. Man, when I I, I looked through my phone because I I know we we probably Facebook friends or something like that. But yeah, he was just he he was telling the comedy host, um, man, I need you to say he been on BT Comedy View, Def Comedy Jam. I'm like, man, I never seen this dude. Um, I've been on this and that. So he introducing him. So he said this guy has been on Def Comedy View. You know these dudes. <laughs> <laughs> these dudes are from the Philippines. They don't fucking know. Like, give them a break. He's like, he's been on Death Comedy View. Give it up. Such and such. 
So he he go up there. This dude got sound cues, everything, music cues. He get off stage and he like, yeah, man, you messed my intro up. It's Def Comedy Jam, not com, not Def Comedy View. So, you know, my intros is always simple, no matter what show I am. They're like, what you want me to bring you up to? How you want me to introduce you? From New York. Okay. What else? That's it. I'm from yes. New York. We could add in. Very funny if you want to, but this dude came all the way from New York. Isaiah Kelly. That's all I need. Credits don't mean shit. Yes. Yes. Dude, I, I, mine, mine is more simple than you. I, I, I took mine from Purple Rain. I remember when he goes, ladies and gentlemen, right. the time. Right, and I, and I tell him, I said, "Listen, I want you to. But I, I don't want to hear all that bullshit. Like, make some noise. I don't want to hear that shit. Right. I don't want to hear y'all ready for." I just said, "Listen, I just want you to go, ladies and gentlemen, BT, and that's all I want you to say. Right. And sometimes I have to go, listen, say, ladies and gentlemen. When they go, no, where are you from? I literally say, go, listen, say, ladies and gentlemen, right. BT. Yeah. And sometimes, and sometimes, and I'll get a, and I'd rather go up to." Then right. I'd rather go up to that, right. and that way, I okay, good. I gotta earn your thing, but to that, all that, uh, yeah. I, I don't need. And that a shit. lot of the comedy hosts used to tell me, like, man, you're so easy to work with. And I'm like, damn, yes. how many these dudes giving y'all problems on a on a damn cruise? They was like, you don't understand what we gotta go through with the comedians, and they were just like, your intro is just so simple. Because I'm like, yo, people don't care what you've been on. I said they that works in comedy clubs. What you've been on, get them out. To come see you, yeah. But once yeah, you get yeah. on stage, whatever fuck you've been on, go out the window. Now, can you be funny? Because they'll look at you and be like, "Damn, he been on, he been on BET. How he get on there? He ain't funny. How the hell did he get on TV?" So I always learn. Credits don't mean nothing. Just, just bring me up regular. Who was your hardest follow? To follow, who was your hardest person? To follow? <sighs> hardest comedian I ever had to follow was a dude named. Smokey Suarez from Harlem, New York. And I followed him. I was like 19 or 20. And we was in Newark, New Jersey. Now everybody know Ooh. Newark is Newark is rough. Yeah. Yes. They don't laugh at shit. Like yeah. they steal your car. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what Newark is known for. They steal your damn car <laughs> and that's it. So Smokey went up there and killed. I mean, he killed. And I went up there with that little cute 18, 19 year old shit. They wasn't fucking with it. I was like, I mean, I was getting, I was getting laughs. Not like I was bombing, but it wasn't yeah. nearly what he was doing. And I was yeah. like, ooh, that's that's that was tough. That was tough. So he got he gotta see me again. <laughs> he gotta see me again. <laughs> He got to. Best comedy advice you ever got. Best comedy advice you Best ever got. Best comedy advice I ever got was from my um this dude. I don't even talk to him no more. This guy named Tone. Um from the Bronx. Him and my pops went to school together. But they fell out. Then me and him fell out. But anyway. Um it happens. <laughs> he was just like, he was like, Yo, you funny on stage? But he said, nigga, off stage. You say the funniest shit I ever heard off stage. He said it 
if you can bring who you are off stage, on stage, he said, you're going to become a beast. He was like, I promise you. And I ain't, I was younger, so I didn't really get it. I didn't know how to do, right. do both. You know what right. I mean? And then as I started doing more shows and more shows, it just finally clicked. And I was like, mm. you know what I mean? That's some of the best advice I ever got and ran with it. Nice, man. It's paying off, brother. Paying off. I mean, it really is, man. I mean, paying off. God, I'm telling you, this time next year, man, I won't be able to talk to you, bro. I'm always going to come up here, man. I ain't, yeah, I ain't one of those, you ain't, I ain't man, you one say of those now. dudes, man. If I, if I could say, fit in the time, if I, if I ain't busy, I'm I'm doing it, man. I don't care. Brother, I sure, I appreciate me, you coming I ain't gonna lie. You showed me, you showed me a lot of love on the cruise. Like, we was cool and everything, and I was newer. <clears throat> on cruise ships, so I don't ever forget that. Like I remember my, the second cruise I ever did, it was with this guy. I can't remember his name. I'm bad with names today, but um, I I could tell the cruises was his baby, and yeah. um, Berwyn 2017. I go on this cruise out of New York, going to the Bahamas, and we go to the comedy show, and I wasn't doing cruise ships yet. I was like. Yeah. You know, still want to, I want I was inquiring about it. I said, hey, man, I'm a comedian too. Um, um, How can I get on here? And he gave me a cold shoulder, no eye contact, brushed me off. Oh, you got to go on the website, figure it out. Oh, okay, cool. I'm like, man, look how God worked. My second cruise, I'm on here with him. And I said, I'm a I'ma kill this dude every show. Every show we do, it's gonna be if he gotta cause you know how you do back, they do back to backs. Yeah. <clears throat> they, the other comedian going right after you. Yeah. And I killed on on purpose. And I was telling somebody that was on there with me with the crews. I remember oh boy that was acting funny, killing him. So I don't tell him this yet. I don't even tell him. Yeah. I'm playing it cool. And um, he's introducing me as the new guy. Hey, this is the new guy. This guy is new. This is second cruise. Now we did the journey. We did the journeys cruise. Yeah. You know, the journey, that's where the, they've been on there. 10, 15 days. Right. And they all, yeah. all, all white people. They is yes. Oh, all right. white people. So we fly into yeah. Belize and He's just like, yeah, it's the new guy, man. We, we're breaking the man. Like, I've been doing comedy 19, 20 years at this time, or whatever the time yeah. was. Like, I ain't new. What you mean, new? So I already right. had a chip on my shoulder because you played me yeah. a couple years ago. And now you calling me new? I said, all right, bet. So he was like, yo, whatever you need. Uh-uh, we know where my room is at. We're going to go to the Walmart tomorrow when we get off the cruise in Florida. Um, come me to Walmart because I had to go to Walmart anyway. So he go up through his thing, and you know me personally, I don't really when I'm on it. I don't, I don't really watch the show like the comedians sometimes unless I know them, and I haven't really worked with nobody I knew besides one that I knew yeah. before Cruz. That was Steve Wilson. Yeah. So I watched that, but I didn't really watch. And he was like, "Oh, let me check you out. Let me check you out," and I'm killing. I am killing, like, and you know me, 
me, man, I got a competitive nature. I go into, I can go into different zones with comedy. I can go into the yeah. zone where I'm a kill. I could be funny, or I can go into the zone where I'm gonna just really fuck shit up because you played yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> that's New York, <laughs> New York style. Yeah, right. so I went into that, and I'm talking about everything. I went into my, I call it my New York bag. My everything is, bam, 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 fast pace, and thirty minutes. I'm talking about within fifteen. All I see is him walk out. He walked out, and I was like, got him. I got him. And then people coming up to me. I mean, you know how them people on cruises are? They be like, you was our favorite. You was the best. <laughs> right he in front of right, And he's right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't got no chill. They got no they chill. Got no he's, chill. <laughs> he's right here. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I remember I did the cruise with you. And they walked out. And one lady was like, I can't choose who's the best or who I like the best. And I'm like, yeah, fucking competition. I said, yeah, I'm here to get this money. I ain't in here. I ain't in no competition. Like we just here to get this money. As long as we both funny, you can love both. Yeah, you can man. like both of us equal. It ain't got to be no cop. Exactly, but man. Him, he walked out. They saying that he's seeing all the love I get. So then I notice as the crews go on, every time I came around him, he'll leave. He be like, oh, I gotta go. I'm gonna go up to the deck. I'm gonna go up. Give me the burger. I'm like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? Like, I'm thinking we're cool. So then, back to the Walmart situation. I'm like, yeah, we both, we in the cab. We going to Walmart. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to go to the mall. I'm going to walk around the mall, man. I'm going to go do the Walmart thing. You go ahead. So I was like, oh, this dude don't want to be around me. Because every show, I was kicking his ass. And then by the time we got up, the last day, I was like, yo, remember you did New York, man, in the Bahamas, man? Remember that comedian that came up to you was asking, like, oh, yeah, that was you. That was me. And nice to meet you, bro. I'll see you around here again. And that was oh. it. That was it. You know what that was like? That's like, hey, I'm Benny Blanca from the Bronx. Right. Pass, remember that? That's what that was. You Benny Blanca right. from the Bronx. Right. And you treat people good on the way up, man. You might be over somebody. At a certain point in your life, man, but you treat everybody equal. You don't treat nobody different. Yeah, That's what I learned from that. So I had to smoke his ass real quick. I'm man, good. I'm up, I'm up against it. My producer said we gotta wrap it yes, up. Yes, Bro, yes, yes. I appreciate you coming on, Isaiah. Man, I'm so happy for your success. It is well deserved. Appreciate it. And it's and I mean, man, you a bigger, even bigger things, bro. I can't wait to see you shine. Hey, man, anytime more, you need me, man, I'll pull up, man. Bet, bet, and I, I make sure I don't piss you off on the cruise ships. Nah, you ain't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want you to write Young Martha. That's what it is. Young Martin. Young Martin. That's what it is. Young Martin. Young MLK and Young you, Martin. I'm going to bring you in on that, too. Dude, definitely. Young Martin, yep, bro. My man. Young Martin. Hey, I'm BT with Tales from a Gemini. I got to go. That's my guest, Isaiah Kelly. Check him out on Instagram at his IG, uh, uh, Isaiah Kelly. And check him out on his new Netflix uh, Netflix special. What's it called? It's Verified just Netflix is a joke, right? Verified stand-up. Check him out. You're going to laugh your ass if I promise you. I got to go. Thank you, Isaiah. Thank you, guys. And like I said, about this time, you know the word. Peace.